Good morning, Sun Valley Church, and welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I'm your host, Jeremy Pinch, and with me this morning is Josh Phillips. How are you doing, Josh? Hey, I'm doing good. Good, good. morning, everybody. Good. Josh is here with me this morning, and we're going to continue our study of Astonished by God by John Piper. Um, and we're going to read chapter 3. Well, we're not going to read it. We're going to discuss chapter 3 of, of this book this morning. Um, and it's on Christian hedonism. And this seems to be uh, Piper's pet doctrine. This is one that he he finds the most joy to talk about. You know, Josh and I were just, just mentioning before before the podcast that in every book he has this one line that seems to come up again and again and again. Um, and uh, we'll discuss that here in a little bit. But Christian hedonism, we'll, we'll discuss what it is, what it is not. Um, yeah, and, and what it means, I guess, so... Yeah, so um, yeah, Piper kind of kicks off uh, into Christian hedonism, and and he always kind of throws the the uh, the warning out there, disclaimer that uh, this is not a uh, the typical definition of hedonism, which is just seek pleasure, and that's all you you do. Um, but his is really tied to uh, seeking God, uh, which he would say is his is. Uh, gonna fulfill your ultimate joy, yeah. uh, which is um, kind of how he argues would seek your own pleasure. And then his tagline that he always runs into is "God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in Him." And like Jeremy said, every book that he's written, <laughs> uh, probably um, most of his sermons have some tie back to how God's glory uh, and God making much of His own glory is the yeah. most loving thing that he can do for us as believers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to, last week we talked about God's glory. He's, he's a God of glory and, um, he created all things. He sustains all things. Um, you know, his, his glory is seen in creation, but the pinnacle of his glory is ultimately seen in, in the cross of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Um, and so he, he does this all for his glory. And so the question has to come up, Josh, of like, if everything is revolving around God's glory, like he just seems to be an egomaniac. Like everything's for his glory. So why can we, why worship him? Nobody likes, nobody likes people who are so self-centered, so egotistical, so, you know, absorbed in themselves. Um yeah, that's, you know, that is, that's the big kind of knock, um, you know, and, and he actually starts out the chapter, you know, going through some kind of famous uh, movie stars, TV people who yeah. have uh, maybe walked away from the faith because they've come across truths about God um, and just haven't been able to reconcile the fact that God is for his own glory yeah. and that that's actually... Um, a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's actually the best thing for his creation. Whereas if I'm for my own glory, then I'm really just promoting myself. And that's actually not very loving for, uh, anybody around me. Right. Uh, because, uh, if I'm, if I'm self promoting, that doesn't help my wife or my family yeah. or my coworkers. Um, that's actually just a selfish gain. Yeah. Um, the, the difference between uh, us and God, many of them, of course, but is that God is actually the best thing for us. Mm -hmm. um, God's going to be, um, yeah, who we need 
uh, more than anything. And so he kind of, that's kind of the outline of this chapter as he goes into that problem. He says, you know, there is a problem that needs to be solved and it's, you know, how is this God, um, you know, in the last chapter he said, you know, why did God create the world? And it was God created the world for the praise of the glory uh, of his grace displayed and revealed supremely in the saving death of Jesus. Mm. And it says this answer poses the problem for some people that the heart of this answer, so that God is all for his glory, uh, is a self-promotion. And they actually they actually view this as like immoral and loveless. Yeah. Because most of the time when we see somebody seeking their own glory, it is just it right. is immoral. And right. it and it's not loving the other people around them. Yeah. Um so that makes sense, you know, why people have kind of this this kind of uh, adverse reaction uh to that. But that's where Piper kind of comes in and, and he introduces what's called Christian hedonism. Yeah. Uh, cr- the Christian part is going to be key. Yeah. It's not, he's not just promoting hedonism. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in and he says, you know, this problem of, of self promotion uh, is solved uh, when we realize that the most loving thing that God can do for his creation is actually to reveal himself to them. As their greatest good. So the greatest treasure, their greatest joy, their greatest love, all of these things uh, are fulfilled in God. And we see this, you know, hedonism is this pursuit of ultimate joy. And so you just seek, hey, I think this is going to make me happy. And so I'm just going to pursue that. Uh, but in uh, in the world, we find that all of those things are lacking. None of them satisfy, yeah. right? The, the void in everybody's still empty, yeah. And so when God comes and, and he says, well, that's because that void is actually fulfilled in me. Uh, that's where Christian hedonism comes in. Yeah. And so, and so it actually becomes a very, very loving thing. If you kind of flip it around, you know, if I have, if I have the, uh, something that somebody desperately needs, right. So, yeah. um, we can use the example of like cancer, right. Uh, deadly disease kills millions. If somehow I had the cure for that, uh, and I chose to not make that known or to make that known on a very, very, uh, kind of small scale, uh, then most would say that that's unloving for that not to be, to not be out there and known. Right. And so if we, if we kind of flip that around and say, well, if the cure uh, to our sin problem, if the cure, not even to our sin problem, but, but the cure to our uh, ultimate joy and delight mm-hmm. is out there, then that should be made known. And that's who God is. God is God is saying, I, I designed you, I created you this way, and to be fully satisfied in me right. and in Christ. Yeah. And so what we end up seeing, what we end up seeing is that... Um, Everything that the humans long for, all of us, right? We long for friendship. There's no greater friend than Jesus, right? Uh, We long for comfort in distress. Uh, There is no greater comforter than the Holy Spirit, right? And we long for joy and happiness, and the Father is that source. It's the ultimate source of joy and happiness. And so it actually would be uh, very, very unloving for God not to make his glory known. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And to and to pursue his own that his glory would be seen by the world. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of a you know a breakdown of what Christian hedonism is is it's and he jumps back to this line of it says God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. And so if we just kind of if you break that down, right? You got God uh, who is um, going to be glorified or, or seen uh, as glorious, right, uh, in you or in me when we are most satisfied in him. Yeah. And if we kind of look at that, we go, well, why? What does that mean? Um, well, if you think about when you're really satisfied in something, when you're really um, engaged and you love something, right, that kind of overflows. And what do we do? We share that, yeah. right? We, we want, we see something amazing, right? Or um, we're really into something, right? And we, well, we want to tell everybody about it. And so whatever that object is receives glory mm-hmm. um, or basically being shown as, as what it is, which mm-hmm. is glorious. And now God being the most glorious thing, right? So God is glorified uh, in us when we are satisfied. So when we actually get to the point where we say, Christ is better. That's when we begin to see, and the overflow of that's going to be me saying, Jeremy, Christ is better. Have you seen Christ? Look what Christ is doing. Look what Christ has done. Look what he continues to do. Look how amazing God is. Um, that brings glory to God. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, when, in looking at that, it's like, well, if God is the ultimate joy, satisfaction, peace that a human can have yeah then my pursuit of him should be um without restraint yeah right so i should be seeking god more and more and more and more because that glorifies god but that actually is solely or fully fulfilling my joy yeah so then you get into that conversation of oh so you're just pursuing your own joy yeah um, yeah, everybody pursues their own joy. Yeah. Um, but this is not, this is not just, not just a selfish endeavor, right? It's not a selfish endeavor, uh, because the one who created us, created us to be fully satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. So as we pursue him, right, he's glorified, you know, that's a positive thing. Yeah. And we are satisfied. Yeah. And that's what we long for. And when we're satisfied, he looks even more glorious. Yeah. And so you just get into this, the, the circular yeah. like praise and worship of God. Be, why? Because he is fully satisfying. Yeah. Uh, he brings us joy uh, and peace and relationship. So it's not just about the things that we get. And that's an important thing when you start looking into, when people start thinking about pursuing your own joy. Yeah. We're not pursuing God because of the things he can give us. Yeah, the gifts. The right. Gifts. Right. It's those, the giver. It's the giver of the gifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because those things are all great. Uh, we love, you know, that God is a giving God, and he right. and he does um, give us the things that we need. Yeah. Which is um, not not your normal American thought of what we need. I mean, right. that's important to understand when you read Scripture. Sometimes we need discipline. Sometimes we need uh, things removed, um, and that's the most loving thing that can be done by God. Mm-hmm. Because God goes, you know, for example, God might 
say, you know, hey, Josh, this thing in your life, you're pursuing it as though it's going to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to satisfy you, Josh. I'm going to satisfy you. Yeah. And so that thing may be removed. Yeah. And it might hurt, might be painful, um, might be tear shed. But in the end, it's like once that's removed, now I have a clear path right. to God. I have a clear view of who God is. Um, so it's like a really good parent. You know, a really good parent doesn't give their child everything that that child would desire. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you got little kids right now. Yeah. Uh, your little kids would love to eat candy and popsicles all day long, yeah. but we know that that's not very loving yeah. to just give them everything that they desire. Uh, as we get older, we just kind of, uh, move on to bigger things that we think, Oh, that'll satisfy. That'll satisfy. Uh, and those things, uh, they don't satisfy. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, those are some of the things that he draws out uh, in this chapter, uh, looking at Christian hedonism. And, you know, it's in just kind of that understanding of, you know, where do we, you know, how do we, how do we kind of take some of these criticisms about God loving his own glory? And how does that fit? It, it doesn't fit in, in the human realm. Right. Because, like we said, to pursue our own, our own glory uh, ends up uh, drawing us away from God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I when you were talking, Josh, it, reading Piper sometimes can be when he writes, he can be eccentric, and he can be hard to follow at times. Um, it, but this book has been actually quite easy to follow. His train of thought um, is is easy to follow because if God is the all creating, all sustaining, uh, never. Uh, uh, the uncreated one from everlasting to everlasting, what better joy and satisfaction is there in the world? If everything outside of God is created order, and if we're trying to find joy in his creation instead of the one who actually created it all, like what hope is there? Because the created order has an end, right? He created human beings and they have an end. He created uh, the earth and he is going to, he's going to, end it and create a new one and um but instead of finding our hope and our satisfaction and our joy in the things of this world uh what what better hope what a better delight is there than the one who actually created it all yeah you you know what i mean yeah yeah and and, um it's important to think about that um our pursuit of god and our pursuit which will one day uh, we'll, we'll be eternal. So, but we'll be with God forever. Yeah. Um, our pursuit is not the things that God creates. It's actually God. Mm-hmm. It's that relationship, yeah. you know, um, I think about, and it's not just, you know, we have a very high, um, value on the word of God, right? The Bible, it is God's word to us and, and God has been gracious in revealing ourself uh, to him. But one day we'll actually be with God. Yeah. And so the words spoken that we hear will be God's words, yeah. you know. And and so we have all of these things from God. Um and there's there's value, but one but the pursuit of all of those things is to know the actual God of the universe yeah. who created us, yeah. um, who loves us. And that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um you know, and so the 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 Christian life, that pursuit of 
and, and Christian hedonism really ties into this is, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you're reading scripture, we're not reading scripture to just know how to do something better. You know, I don't just read scripture just now. I'm, I'm not saying that there's not the, the scripture doesn't give us a lot of insight into, and God's given us a lot of insight in, on how to pursue, um, how to love your wife. Yeah. Right. How to, uh, it's very clear how to, how to raise your children. Like those things are all really good things and they're all things that are, um, God has made known to us. And that's, uh, thank God for that. Yeah. But when we come to scripture, we, we read scripture so that we might know God. Yeah like relationally more and we might experience God more. So when he says taste and see, right, yeah. it's not just a see, like don't just read these words. That's not like we're pursuing God yeah. uh, in a relationship the same way that if, you know, me and my wife have been married for a number of years, I, any day of the week, I'm going to take being in her presence over uh, reading her text messages. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I would much rather be in the same room with her than I would reading something she sent to me. Yeah. And so when you start thinking about this pursuit of God, it, it's not just pursuing the things he told us to do. All of those things will point us back to him. Yeah. That's why he does that, right? So, hey, this is, um, you know, seek me, right? And these things will come. Uh, but they're all to take us and turn our eyes, turn our eyes back to God, back right. to God. Right. So, yeah, that was just a side note. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's Christian hedonism is, is something really sweet. Right. And, and the glory, the glory of the gospel is that it points us to a, a relationship. You know, the saddest thing that I can think about is like, um, people who claim to be Christians and they look at the cross and they go, yeah, Jesus died for my sins, but their life hasn't changed. Well, the gospel is, is more than just the cross and the resurrection. Like it's a, it's a restored relationship with God through the cross and the resurrection of Christ. And so like Christ died for our sins so that we can be made new and have a restored relationship with God and grow in that relationship with him because yeah. He is the ultimate satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reconciliation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were, we were once yeah. um, enemies yeah. of God, yeah. which is scary. Yeah. And now we're uh, children yeah. of God with a really, really good father. Yeah. Which is kind of one of those cool things. You start thinking about God and it's like he's the best of all of these things. Yeah. So when we think about our fathers, we, we might have good or bad thoughts about those things, but God is... Uh, the best father yeah. who never makes a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he has a section here uh, on page 53. If you have a copy of the book, um, it's, and he, it's how, how Christian hedonism changes everything. And he goes through this list of death, conversion, the fight for faith, um, c- combating evil, what hell is self-denial money, corporate worship and everything. Um, Josh, what are some things under this section? You know, how does Christian hedonism change everything? What are some things under this section that just stood out to you? How does how does Christian hedonism um, change our look at death? You know, yeah. So th- those are um, 
Yeah, he's got a, a list of them. But before we do that, can we jump back just so we don't leave a couple of really good things yeah. from that he used? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back on uh, page 49, um, he kind of goes through uh, some of Lewis's arguments. And uh, from one of his books, The Reflections on the Psalms, uh, Lewis kind of brings this this idea together. It's actually been really helpful uh, for me over the years. Um, and Lewis, um, he's got a couple of these quotes from my room. He said, I'd never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. So you think about that. It's every all enjoyment. So will will turn itself unless there's outside sources, you know, whether you're shy or, you know, you're just afraid to, to, to make whatever that is. But when you think about something that like you enjoy, you can enjoy it by yourself, but it, it's not completed yeah. until it's shared. Yeah. And Piper's used this illustration probably in multiple of his books, yeah. but it's kind of like when you go to the Grand Canyon, um, which uh, you guys just went to the Grand Canyon. Right. The youth group did. Yeah. You can stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon and look at its vastness. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But there's something in you that just has to turn to somebody yeah. and say, yeah. do you see that? Yeah. Like, wow. Like you have to share it. Yeah. Uh, I always use the illustration of, you know, I'm a sports fan. So I can remember watching, uh, the Boise State Broncos in the national championship game. And I was actually watching it by myself because it was like on a weeknight. And it was a crazy game. And <laughs> and I there's some crazy plays and, you know, the Broncos end up winning on some circus plays. And, like, I'm on the phone calling, like, <laughs> my brothers and, like, whoever and, like, screaming at the phone because it was like, I'm all by myself and, yeah. and this isn't yeah. like the joy is not yeah. enough yeah. to, it's not fulfilled until it's like you can share it with somebody. Yeah. But that's the same thing with, with coming to Christ. Yeah. That's the same thing of seeing God as, you know, definitely better than a football game, definitely greater than the Grand Canyon. Right. And it's like, have you seen, like, have you seen this? Like, have you seen him? Uh, that's where, you know, you start to realize, oh, so when I see how amazing God is, I have to tell somebody. Yeah. And that's what praise is. Like, I have to sing of, like, how glorious that is. Yeah. And so, and that happens every day. And people, but people don't realize it. They don't realize what they're doing. Like, they want to talk about what they value. Right. Well, when you begin to see God as the, the value that he is, which is the greatest value in the universe mm -hmm. of all things you begin to talk about them more. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, you know, I think that's really, really hopeful um, or helpful when you're looking at some of Lewis's quotes. Yeah. I, I, going with, with Lewis there uh, on page 50, he says, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment. Yeah, he like said as, it way better than I just yeah, did. <laughs> like as you were just saying, like the only way that we can fully complete that enjoyment is by expressing it. 
Um, and the same thing with Christ, right? We, we, if our ultimate joy and fulfillment is in Christ, we have to express it through, through different avenues, right? We, we do it through telling other people about Jesus. Uh, we do it through corporate worship or just, you know, personal worship where we, we are just floored and we sing his praises because of who he is and what he's accomplished for us. You know, that's, that's why worship is, is something that is, of importance to me is because it's mm-hmm. like if if God is who he says he is and if he's accomplished the, the things that scripture says that he has like our our response is worship yeah yeah you know, and and worship again comes in in different forms and avenues but yeah but it's it's yeah worship and praise yeah and what's interesting is again going back to God um knowing what is best for us yeah like God not only like calls for praise but like he he's like saying you should praise me yeah. like it's almost like a command yeah. to praise and you're like well that's kind of weird right again it, people are like well that seems egotistical yeah but it's like but i want you to be as happy as you can be josh yeah and you're like okay and that's gonna be your so your joy is going to be consummated complete when you express praise in what is most glorious and that's God. And so you go, Oh, like that, that's, you know, it's like the light kicks on. It's like, Oh, so when I am worshiping God and making much of God and making him look, and that's one thing we got to know when we, when we talk about praising God and making him look glorious, it, it's not as if my praise somehow adds to God's right, glory. Right. That's we always got to throw that out there right. cuz some people are like, "Well, oh, so what if you don't praise God is he no longer glorious?" No, right. that's that's not how it works. It's more of a me making known to those around me like look and see who God is. Yeah. Um yeah. Like God God's the same today and forever, yeah. right? Yesterday, today and forever and and so it's not about we're adding to God's glory. It's that we're acknowledging and praising God's yeah. glory. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's that completion of our joy. Our joy is completed in praising God. Yeah. And so if we stop, you know, and, and that's where we get into kind of the application of that is like, is my pursuit of God, uh, like in reading the Bible, is, is that is that a pursuit for joy? Yeah. Or is that just a, like to fulfill some kind of like uh, workspace thing where I feel like I should do this? Yeah. You know, one is like, I want to know God because... That's like a fulfillment of my my joy and pursuit. The other one's like, I hope God doesn't crush me. Yeah. Right. It's a very legalistic kind of viewpoint on, on who God is. And so, yeah. So I just think that's really important that you know that idea that the praise of God is actually completing your joy, yeah. and it ties b- right back into His. You know, God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in Him. Yeah. My satisfaction's not satisfied until it's made known. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I keep thinking back of back to Piper's, you know, book Desiring God and in in that book he he says when I when I talk to Christians, I don't ask him, you know, is is Jesus your savior or blah blah blah. He he goes, is Jesus your treasure? Like yeah. that that's the question. It's like is Jesus the ultimate treasure in your life? Right. And if it's not, then it's like, okay, where's what's what's going on? Like what's where's your heart at kind of thing? And I, I tend to have that that issue, Josh, as you were just describing. It's like, well, I approach scripture to, you know, one, I'm a Christian, so I have to do this. Two, it's like I don't want God to be angry with me. 
um, you know, in the list goes on. It's just like, well, that's that's very legalistic, and and God isn't God isn't glorified by simply me reading a scripture. He's he's glorious altogether, and he never loses that glory. But mm-hmm. he's glorified when in me when I'm satisfied in him. And that's that's Piper's point. Is like, yeah. is is Christ your treasure? Right, the ultimate treasure. Yeah, and he and he uses you know some of the some of the parables it's like this is what it looks like to treasure god yeah. it's to you know find a uh you know a treasure in a field and to go sell everything that you have and buy that field yeah right so yeah. it's this pursuit of like i know where my joy is uh and and it's like once you realize that like christ is our joy uh that that pursuit becomes focused yeah uh, and that's where you know that's where it's found so it's not just a let me let me tack jesus on to the rest of the things that i like yeah uh, because he really can get me out of hell and that's an advantage to me that's yeah. not what that's not the pursuit of yeah. of christ and again even that that's looking at the gifts right you know like right jesus jesus gets me out of hell that's a gift <laughs> like, yes that's yeah. a gift instead of looking at jesus the savior of souls the one who who is the ultimate treasure you know mm-hmm. um so Josh, let's let's conclude um, just on that section that we we talked about of how how this should change our views of of things, how we view money, how we view uh, relationships, um, so on and so forth. And uh, this, I, I really enjoyed this section just because it's it's like if Christ is the ultimate treasure, then it it, it should change so much about how we view things. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it and it yeah, it really does. You know, we when we think about. Uh, if Christ is our treasure, you know, back in, I think it's Philippians, you know, when, when uh, Paul is talking about, you know, to live as Christ uh, and to die as gain, you know, that's one of those things where that that's a hedonistic uh, yeah. idea, yeah. right? He's looking at like um, to die as gain means that he actually gets to be with Christ. Yeah. And so when we think about like Christian hedonism and this idea that like our joy is fully... Uh, found in Christ, then at death, our joy is fully seen. And so, you know, it does change how we view death. Uh, It changes how we view life too. It's like, you know, Christ has us here um, pursuing him. And then one day we'll be, we'll be in heaven with him. Um, So, yeah, so there's, there's, you know, he kind of lists off death, conversion, uh, the fight for faith. You know, a lot of these things uh, is really, uh, really good. In conversion, you know, we think about conversion. You mentioned it a little bit earlier that, you know, there's there's kind of an idea that you can be saved but have no change. And mm-hmm. that's not a very biblical idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not a biblical idea uh, because when it says, you know, those who are in Christ, like they're new yeah. creations, like they've been remade. Um, so... They've been brought back to life. Their spirit is now alive in Christ. Um, and so, you know, you have this this idea of conversion. Well, Christian hedonism would say that, you know, if that is true, if I have truly been converted, and that's a glorious thing, um, how was I converted? I was converted because God took this dead heart and made it alive. Yeah. So who should get the praise? Yeah. God. So conversion is not just an end it's not just now I'm a now I, I'm a Christian. Conversion is now I'm a Christian, and how am I going to complete that joy? 
I'm going to evangelize. Why? Because that's praise. Mm-hmm. It's this is who Jesus is, and I need to make the world, I need to let the world know that yep. this is who God is. And that, again, brings us back to the, you know, his his definition of Christian hedonism. I make, I'm glorifying God by making him known to the world. Yeah. So in conversion, it's there. In the Christian life, it's there. Um, you know, in First Timothy, it says, you know, fight the good fight uh, of faith. So you this, you know, you're like, okay, so the Christian life is not easy street. It's a fight, right? And mm-hmm. it's a fight for faith. Um, and, you know, Piper actually kind of puts in here, which I thought was helpful. Say so Christian hedonism changes... Uh, the good fight of faith into a fight for joy. Mm-hmm. So he changed Christianism changes the good fight of faith, which is there and it is good into a fight for joy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because people pursue what they love. Right. And so if I'm pursuing my own joy and I know that my own joy is to be in faith with, with God, then my pursuit of my own joy is the fight of faith. It just has a, it's almost like a more positive view on yeah. what that is. It's like, no, this is like to be, to be happy. Yeah. And that's one of Piper's things. He's like, as Christians, we should be the happiest people in the world yeah. or the most joyful people in the world. He kind of has got, there's very, there's nuances on it, but he's like, um, we shouldn't be the ho hum, like Eeyore yeah. type people. Like, woe is me all the time. Um, just go back to the gospel every day. Yeah. And that change, like that changes your your view on, on all things in life. Yeah. And that's so important. So important. So there's an application for you just right out of that. Yeah. You know, when you, when you think about your family and your coworkers, um, and they say, you know, Jeremy or Josh, you know, what kind of, what kind of person are they? Do they say, man, they just, you know, they are a joyful person. Uh, and that's who we want to be because we want people to see, we want to be able to praise God and have them see who that is. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think of John chapter six, you know, as, as Christ gives this amazing discourse about him being the bread of life and, you know, to this, this massive crowd and he says, come and eat, you know, this flesh and, and drink this blood and and then you'll, you'll know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and as he gives this discourse, a lot of these people leave, they they go away. He said, this is, this guy's crazy, you know? And after he sees all these people leave, Jesus says, after, he says, do you want to go away as well? As he's, he's talking to his disciples now. He says, do you want to go away as well? And Peter answered and says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's, I think, right there. Um, I don't know if Peter you know, f- knew fully what he was saying at that moment. Yeah. But that's, that's the definition of hedonism. <laughs> like, yeah. like. He's the ultimate saddest. Where are we going to go? Like, right. what what hope do we have? And I think that's, you know, Piper, this fight for joy is like, once we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. like, where else are we going to go? Like, well, what else is going to bring us right. ultimate joy and satisfaction mm-hmm. besides God himself? Yeah, and God is gracious in uh, letting us see those things. Yeah. You know? It's like the more you see those things, the more you can continue to trust and believe those things that God is good. Yeah. And so when uh, this fight for faith um, makes, you know, feels more like a fight than a fight for joy, 
you know, like this pursuit of when that becomes hard, cause Christian life's not easy. See, it can be, it can be very difficult, yeah. uh, but you realize that like, Oh, like God is, uh, he is good and he is glorious. And that makes you, you kind of start falling back into Peter's line of thinking like, you're right, Lord. Like, I don't know. I got nowhere else to go except here. And here, that's the crazy thing. It's it's not like you're settling. Peter's not settling there. He's not saying, where else are we going to go? Like, cause there's, you know, he's, he's like, um, you're, you're, you are the God of the universe. Like there's nothing greater. So we found that. And so, yeah. Oh, that we would have the same, uh, thought process uh, in this world. Yeah. Well, friends, we hope that uh, you have been encouraged. Um, if you are reading this book, I hope this has been an encouragement to you so far. Um, and if you're not reading this book, again, we would encourage you to pick up this co- a copy of it and read it. Read it with your family. Read it with a friend, coworker, um, and be encouraged by um, the topics that are in this book. It's it it's been an encouragement to me so far, um, and I hope it has been for you as well. Our prayer is that you would uh, find your ultimate satisfaction and joy in in Christ today as you go about your duties and um, that you would make him known as an overflow from that satisfaction. Uh, Church, we love you. Uh, We look forward to being with you on Sunday and next week on The Voice of the Valley. Have a great day.